Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. All right. Welcome to this training. You are going to love this. And while we get started, go grab a pen and a paper, and if possible, a red, yellow, and green marker. You don't have to have those, but if you do have them, it's even better. So this is a really hands-on training. This is not going to be me just speaking to you or giving you a lot of like fluffy ideals. I'll add in some filler stories and supporting content when it's necessary, but overall, we're going to be troubleshooting your circumstances for why you haven't been able to declutter yet as a mom. And give you exactly what you need to do in order to make it so that you can declutter. So we're going to walk you through the framework of how to create your decluttering plan, how to create decluttering accountability that actually works for you and your life, the season of life that you're in, your personality, all of it. 
And number three, how to make it all mom-proof because decluttering as a mom is different than decluttering if you don't have kids. Okay. It's different if you're a dad too, but we talk to moms here. So we're going to make it all mom-proof. So those three things are what we're going to be talking about. And like I said, it's very hands-on. It's a lot of strategy. It's a lot of stuff that you're going to want to write down and actually build as we go together. This is not one of those five steps to whatever. It's not in a perfect world, this is what would this is what would happen for you, right? We'll talk a little bit about that, like I said, so that you have the supporting content. But overall, you we're gonna build this out so that exactly what gets what goes into this. Okay. It's not required to have the red, yellow, green, but like I said, if you can do that, it's gonna be even better. And I'll show you exactly what I'm talking about in just a minute. But real quick, I do want to do a little bit of an intro. So if you don't know me, my name is Krista. We have five kids. We have been clutter-free for about a decade. And not only am I really good at decluttering, I'm really good at teaching moms like you how to declutter. So that's why I'm excited to do this training again. I used to do it back in 2020 and I did it like once or twice and everybody loved it. And I don't know why I stopped doing it, but we're doing it again. So (laughs) I'm really good at those two things. And currently, right now I'm recording this on a Sunday night. Family's doing their thing in the back. I've got a load of laundry over here. I've got a stack of Christmas gifts that were sent from family that I'm scared to open because they're huge and I don't know what they are. (laughs) I get it. I get what it's like to live life as a mom with kids, with a lot of moving parts and a lot of things going on. And a lot of the things that we're going to discuss today are things that I directly experience every single day, have experienced and have moved beyond. Like I've moved, they're not a problem for me anymore. Okay. Now, I'm also not going to tell you that doing this and decluttering is going to make everything perfect and easy, right? I'm not going to say that it's going to make everything magical, right? It's just going to make your life easier. It's going to make your home easier to be in. It's going to make it so that you can relax in your home when you need to relax or when you want to relax or you can find time every single day to relax. It's going to feel easy. And being in your home is not going to frustrate you because you're going to be able to get rid of things like those messes that never end because... When you declutter, you actually reduce your overall workload and you know that even if your kids make a big, huge mess, they bake something, they build some Legos, they do a fort, you can recover the house in about 10 minutes, right? That's the power of decluttering. That's what we're going to talk about today, okay? So this training, like I said, it's going to go pretty fast and it's very technical. This is a framework. This is a framework for moms who want to declutter their homes while they have kids still at home with them without becoming a full-blown minimalist and without becoming obsessed with trying to have this Pinterest perfect home, these perfect routines and perfectly curated children all of the time. We're not going to do that, okay? We're just going to make your house easy to be in, easy to live in, easy for your family to grow up and easy to make good positive memories and make your home a place that your kids want to come back to when they're grown because they just loved it so much. Lots of other benefits we'll talking about, we'll talk about, but basically what I'm giving you today are the bones, the structure of my course, my program, Decluttering Simplified, which is a full step-by-step process to decluttering your home as a mom. Everything you need. So I'm giving you the framework, right? And you can fill in the gaps around it yourself. And that's crazy because I'm literally showing you the structure and the process behind the product that I've created and built a business around so that you can apply it directly to your home and your life yourself, or you can get it and just take the one that I've built fully and completely and use that one. You have these two options, the DIY version, which I'm going to show you, or come join me and just skip all of that work for yourself and do the one that I've given to you. Okay. 
So we'll cover the root of why you struggle to declutter, the three things that every mom needs in order to declutter. And this is where we troubleshoot what maybe you've been missing before and what you need to add in, what a decluttering plan actually looks like and how to make your own, how to gauge what's actually holding you back from decluttering. And I'm talking about you personally, right? Not these generic things that moms deal with. You're going to apply it directly to your life. How to follow through with your decluttering plan because a plan is worthless if you don't act on it, right? (laughs) And how to make decluttering not suck because I don't think that you have to struggle through this process. I don't think it has to be miserable. I think if you have a good understanding of all of the things that you need and then you give yourself those things, it actually becomes enjoyable and that's what I want for you. And then I will tell you and show you exactly what's in Decluttering Simplified and you can decide if you wanna get in that for yourself. So let's do this. Let's do this. You are going to walk away, just to be very clear, knowing exactly what a realistic decluttering plan looks like for you, how to make sure that you actually follow that decluttering plan, and how to enjoy the process along the way. Not just you enjoy the process along the way, but your entire family. Okay, so those are the three things that you're going to get from this. But we're also going to cover things like the top three things that any mom needs in order to declutter her home. I'll walk you through that step by step. We're going to draw a chart. That's why I need you to have pen and paper if you haven't gotten that yet. Red, yellow, green, marker, crayon, whatever. You can also just write red if you don't have the colors on you. And this is going to give you the framework for how to actually create your decluttering plan. I'm going to show you what a doable mom-proof decluttering plan looks like and how to make it happen for yourself. So mom-proof, right? You have kids, work, life, groceries, snacks, school, sports, kids get sick, you get sick, you're tired, You want to have a life too, right? All of those things, it's going to be mom-proof, okay? And I'm going to give you the most important part of decluttering and how to make sure that you actually do it. We're going to talk about how to make it not suck and all of these things, right? Let's move on to here. Now, start by coming to an agreement between you and I on why you haven't really decluttered in the first place. And we're going to start by talking about all of the reasons that you think you haven't decluttered, all of the things that you think are the problem. And then I'm going to show you what is actually the problem, okay? Because if you are focused on the wrong problems, whoops, on the wrong problems, you're going to come up with the wrong solutions, okay? So you probably think that the problem is or is something along these lines. You probably have one, maybe all, but at least one and probably many of these things. Okay. So you probably think that the problem is your kids. Okay. You think it's your kids because they constantly interrupt you. They require a lot from you. They think that everything is special. They don't want to get rid of anything. You've got mixed ages. And so you need a lot of different kinds of things. Maybe you homeschool. Maybe you live in a place with multiple seasons, right? All of these things, inside toys, outside toys, different preferences, And again, like I said, they don't want to get rid of anything. They're messy. They go behind you and undo your work. All of these reasons we think our kids are the problem, right? We'll talk about this in a second. The second thing that you probably think the problem is your time, right? Because in your everyday life, you already have all of these things that require your time. So how are you supposed to add in decluttering on top of basic childcare, snacks, mealtimes, work, school drop-off, sports, playdates? wanting to, again, just have a life, right? You maybe think that decluttering is going to take too long. So what's the point? You can't, if you can't do it all at once, you're not going to do it at all. 
maybe you've tried to declutter before and it didn't work and it didn't pay off for you. And so you don't really want to spend your time decluttering anymore. And we're going to talk about this too, like what the real problem is. It's probably not the time. It's probably how you're using your time. (laughs) But we'll talk about that. You might think that it's your spouse, right? Maybe your spouse or your partner is not on board or they want to buy your kids more stuff or you guys just aren't aligned. Maybe they accept way too many things from family and friends, but for some reason you and your spouse are not on board and they don't want to get rid of anything. And it could be maybe your spouse is on board and you're the reluctant one. That's okay. But the other reason that you might think is the problem is your family, right? Your family gives you too much stuff. They give you too many hand-me-downs. They buy your kids too much stuff. And you might think that it's them. It's their fault. You might think that it's our society, consumer society. We're programmed to just buy everything all of the time. Everything's on sale. Maybe you think that it's society's fault. Maybe it's that you don't have enough energy, which is similar to your time, right? There's only so much energy that you can spend every day, like caring for everybody and cleaning up the messes and doing the everyday things that have to be done, like changing diapers, getting people to and from school, to and from work, all of these things, laundry, all of these things that consume your time and energy. That's not actually the problem. Some people think it's the weather. I know this is a funny one to add in, but I hear this a lot enough to mention it here in this training. I'll do it in the springtime. I'll do it when it's warmer out. I'll do it when it's colder out. When it's colder out, I'll be inside more. So I'll do it when I'm inside. I'll do it when it's hot outside and we can be outside more to do it. It's funny. We do this and it's okay if you do this too, right? Or maybe it's when school gets back in session or when school gets out, right? That's a lot of times too. I'll do it when the kids are out of school and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. I'll do it when the kids are in school. So Maybe it's your constant interruptions, your mom life, the kids undoing your work, the kids making messes while you do the work, right? The kids being destructive, the kids getting hurt while you work, valid things, okay? So all of these are real and true challenges that happen for moms, but they are not the actual reason that we don't declutter, okay? So I want to acknowledge those for you. I deal with them every single day. You deal with them every single day. All moms deal with these things every single day. And so that's how I know that these are not the reasons that moms don't declutter because there are plenty of moms who do declutter even with all of these circumstances, right? They don't have babysitters. They don't have childcare. They're single. They're homeschooling. They're whatever it might be. And when we go into further into this training, we're going to troubleshoot whether or not you really should not be decluttering right now. But for now... I just want to let you know, we all have these same circumstances. So yes, they are your circumstances and they are unique and they are special. They are yours, but they're not exclusive to you. These circumstances that we say are the reasons that we can't declutter or that we haven't decluttered are not exclusive to you. We all have them. Okay. So here are the real reasons why you have not yet decluttered. I get it. It's not fun. And here's one of the things that, that I also want to add in for this training is that a lot of this is accepting that reality, right? We wish that it was different. We wish that it was easier. We wish that we had different circumstances, but a lot of these things about parenting and motherhood, we can't change, right? We can't change that. Everybody has to eat. We can't change that. Everybody has needs on an everyday basis. They need clothes. They need entertainment to a degree, right? Like We can't change those things. And so we have to find solutions that accept the reality of those circumstances. Okay. So here are the real reasons that moms don't declutter. Okay. The 
number one, the, not the number one, these aren't in any order, but the first reason that moms don't actually declutter is that they don't have a plan. Okay. And here's what I mean. Let's say that the stars align for you. Your kids are all fed. They're all happy. Maybe they're napping and you're like, I have 15 minutes to declutter, but you have absolutely no idea what to do first, next, or last. And so you spend the little time that you do have that magically fell into your lap Googling or Pinteresting or looking for a podcast or even coming into the Motherhood Simplified group or listening to the Motherhood Simplified podcast and looking for something to tell you what you should declutter now that you have this this break in your day and you can do something, right? So you waste your free time trying to figure out what to do. You spend your time thinking about what you could do, right? Instead of actually jumping into action. And if you had just a simple framework, a guide, a step-by-step plan that you could rely on and follow, you would be able to maximize the limited amount of time that you do have. And in addition to that, you wouldn't have to wait and hope that the stars align and you got a magical 15 minutes to declutter because a good decluttering plan will give you estimated times of completion so that you can work it into your life proactively, right? So that you don't have to say, when things work out, then I'll go figure out what to do. It's I know that this only takes me 10 to 15 minutes at a time. So I'm going to go do it. I have it here. I can fall back onto this plan, this structure when I need it. And that's what a good decluttering plan does for you. Now, just for the sake of making this a fun, something to compare it to, imagine that you want to have a baby, right? But you have absolutely no idea how long pregnancy lasts. So you would probably never choose to get pregnant on purpose because you would have absolutely no idea what to expect. Like, how long am I going to be pregnant for? How long do I have to put my life on hold for? Is it a week or is it two years? Like, what is going on and how do I do this? And what am I in for? And you need in any kind of plan that you're making in your life, a loose guideline of how long things are going to take you if you want to get them done so that you can fit them into your life, especially as a mom, because you get pulled in so many different directions. You really can't afford to just wing it on these things that you really want and need to get done. You've got to have a little bit of some structure in there. And I know that's hard for some of us who are like routine averse, structure averse, fly by the seat of our pants people, which is me. But people like us need that structure even more, even more. Okay. Now, the second reason that moms don't actually declutter is that we overcomplicate the process. So I'm going to tell you something really simple, and we're going to talk more about it in depth so that you can actually apply it to your life. But decluttering is just at its most basic level is just getting rid of the excess stuff that you don't need, the stuff that you don't want, and or the things that you don't have room for in your house. Okay. So you've probably not been able to declutter because you have been trying to organize it or shift it around your house. And if you get just one thing from this training, okay, let it be this (laughs) decluttering is getting rid of your excess for good. It's getting it out of your house. It is not organizing. It is not shifting it from room to room in your house indefinitely forever. It's actually getting it out of your house for good, whether it's through trash, recycling, donation, selling, consignment, Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. It's no longer in your life. You no longer have to be responsible for it. Take care of it. Clean it up. None of it. It's gone. Okay. Now, the final reason that moms don't declutter is that we lack the accountability to help us actually follow through with the decluttering plan. Okay. Now, when it comes to decluttering and really anything in adulthood for most things, there isn't any 
and I say this loosely, but (laughs) there isn't anyone who's going to come check on you. Some things in our lives will. Your kids are always going to remind you that you're hungry. Your bills will always give you late fees if you don't pay them on time, right? You have to fill up your gas tank when it's empty. Otherwise, your car won't go, right? But when it comes to things like decluttering your house, there's really nothing in place that will hold you accountable and make sure that you follow through. So if you are going to declutter as a mom, you have to build some kind of an accountability follow-through system for yourself. I'm going to show you how to do that, okay? In conclusion, these are the three real reasons that moms don't actually declutter. And I know this, like I said, we all have these same circumstances that are really inconvenient and not necessarily fun or fair to deal with, but it's what we have to deal with, right? And when moms don't have these three things, they don't have the plan, they complicate the process, they don't have the follow or the follow through or the accountability, then they don't declutter. But the moms who do declutter, they have a plan. They simplify it and they follow through. They build the accountability for themselves, okay? So that's exactly what we're going to build for you, okay? Now, if you're wondering if you need to do this, if your home is overwhelming to you, if you feel like you have way too much work, if you feel like it never ends, you can never get ahead, you feel like nobody helps you, you feel like you're just nagging everybody to do these things all the time and they never do it, maybe you're embarrassed by the way that your home looks and you struggle to invite people over or you feel isolated, then you probably need to declutter some stuff, okay? And decluttering does have to be done if you ever want to get out of those things. If you ever want to get out of the busy work cycle, barring some certain seasons of life that we'll talk about in a bit, you'll have to declutter. If you want to get ahead, you have to declutter. If you want to make it easy for your family to help you, you have to declutter. Otherwise, you'll never get out from under this mess, literally and metaphorically, okay? After this workshop, you're going to know exactly which of these three reasons are stopping you from decluttering and how to overcome them, okay? Decluttering will become doable for you and it's going to become a lot easier. And if you don't understand these three reasons that we're going to cover very shortly, you're going to continue to look for solutions that don't work for you. You're going to continue to waste your very precious time, energy, money, space in your home, time with your kids, your one season of motherhood on the wrong solutions, okay? You're going to try to organize it. You're going to try to create unsustainable chore charts that don't make sense, that are nobody can keep up on. You're going to take your frustrations out on your family because it's not only too much work for you, it's too much work for them. And you will continue to work just as hard, if not harder, than you would if you just took some time to declutter your stuff, reduce your workload, and gave yourself and your family an amount of stuff that you can actually manage and live with, which is called living within your clutter threshold, okay? So I just want to drive that home for you. If you are feeling all of those things, decluttering is your solution, okay? It improves every area of your life, okay? Now, when you get to the root of your clutter, here are some things that you get to look forward to. You get to look forward to having a pretty clean house most days, okay? Now, What I mean is that you can go to bed at the end of the day with a pretty clean house, and it's not because you spent all day cleaning. You can go to bed at the end of the day and feel like your family actually helped you in an age-appropriate and developmentally appropriate way. You'll get to be the gatekeeper of your home, which means that you're going to have very clear boundaries around what comes into your home by way of you, your family and friends, during holidays, during birthdays, and by yourself and maybe even your spouse or your partner or your kids who are old enough to buy their own things, right? which we have kids that age. 
but by the way, we have kids right now, they're four all the way up to 17. So we've got a big range. <laughs> and like I said, just a minute ago, but decluttering will support all areas of your life. It will improve your relationships. It will improve your parenting. It will improve your ability to actually practice self-care, your finances, your physical, mental, emotional health, your day-to-day -day enjoyment, the pride that you feel in your home, as well as the lessons and responsibilities that you teach your kids. Okay. So many reasons to do this and actually take this seriously and get your decluttering plan in place. Now, got that out of the way. Let's pause what you're doing and join me because this is where we get into the building your plan. So get your paper, get your pen, get red, yellow, green marker if you need it. But all of this should sound good. This is what you're here and ready to learn. If yes, great. Let's go. Let's get into this training. I'm going to walk you through. I'm going to ask you some questions actually about this. Actually, you know what? Let me just show you. We're going to create the framework for you to give you everything that you need. We're going to troubleshoot where your breakdowns are, and then I'm going to show you how to solve them. So feel free to pause, rewind, whatever you need to get through this workshop effectively and make it work for you because this workshop is for you. Look at your screen and on your piece of paper, recreate something that looks like this. At the very tippy top, write clutter-free home with kids because that's the end goal here. And then make three columns just like this. Column one says plan. Column two says accountability. Column three says mom proof. Okay. And I'm going to walk you through each of these one by one. Each of these columns beneath them will have three different components and they will either give you the structure or the guidance that you need in order to be able to declutter. We will be ranking where you are in your life right now so that you know what you need in order to declutter. We're going to rank it red, yellow, green. Red is going to be like, oh my gosh, I need help. Yellow is I'm doing okay. Green is I've got this mastered. I'm good. Okay. And this is going to help you figure out exactly what you need and will help you understand why you haven't had the success that you want yet. And this is amazing because that means you will finally be able to let yourself off the hook, stop feeling like something is wrong with you or wrong with your family and just solve the problems that are right. So you might be like a lot of moms who are like, oh my gosh, my house is a mess. Nobody ever helps me. And they blame themselves. They tell themselves things like, I'm the problem, right? I'm a bad housekeeper. I'm a bad mom. I'm not good at any of this. Or they say, my kids are unhelpful. They're ungrateful. They don't care. Nobody notices but me. My spouse doesn't care. And you're blaming and taking the frustrations out on the people rather than taking it out on the stuff, okay? So we're going to fix that for you today so you can get out of that cycle and just get rid of the stuff that is the problem so that you can love your family very well. And I love the verb, right? Show up with them for them every single day. Okay. So let's dive in. Hopefully you have this written down. We're going to start with column number one, the plan. Under the plan, under these three pieces right here, I'll show you what this looks like in just a second, write bite-sized pieces map it out and set a date. Okay. Now we covered the plan a little bit when we talked about the reasons that we don't declutter. And part of it is just not having an adequate plan, right? We just don't know what to do. And this might freak some of us like free spirits, ADHDers, fly by the seat of our pants people out, but just listen up. Okay. Everything needs some kind of a structure, right? If a river didn't have riverbanks, they would just, the water would flood everything. <laughs> right? They need that kind of a structure to keep flowing in the right direction to get where they need to go. 
And as a mom, if you don't have just enough structure to keep you on track, you will forever drift. You will forever just flood directionless. And while you tell yourself that this is fine, everything's fine. I just want to remind you that you're here listening to this training for a reason, because deep down that it's not in you, if you don't do something to build that structure, to turn this around, it's only going to get worse, right? So this is step one of creating that structure for you. Bite-sized pieces, mapping it out, setting a date. Okay. Don't get ahead of yourself. Don't let yourself get overwhelmed by this. I'm going to show you how simple it really is. So your chart will look like this. Bite-sized pieces, map it out, set a date. And I'm going to ask you some questions and we are going to actually rank your plan together now. Okay. So you need a decluttering plan and let me know if this is you. In the past, you have thought things like, declutter my house was the plan, right? I need to declutter my house this weekend. In September, I'm going to declutter my house. And you thought that was the plan, right? Or maybe you say things like, I'm going to declutter the kitchen this weekend, or I'm going to go through the kids' clothes and declutter them. And that was the plan. And while that's close, because when you say that, in a roundabout way, you're saying, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to declutter the kitchen, right? But what you're really saying when you say that is the end result that you want, right? I want a decluttered house. I want a decluttered kitchen. I want simplified laundry. You are speaking to the end result. You are not speaking to the plan, right? Because you really can't act on something as broad as declutter the kitchen as a mom, right? Because as a mom, we know you're going to go to declutter the kitchen, you're not going to know where to start. You're not going to know what to do first. You're going to have 15 interruptions. <laughs> you're you're going to have 15 interruptions in the 15 minutes that you had, right? And you really just don't have time to think about what you need to do. You need to be able to just get into action. So that's what I mean when I say you've got to break this down into bite-sized pieces. Here is what I mean. Declutter the kitchen is not declutter the kitchen. That's the end result. Declutter the kitchen is really declutter the spice cabinet the everyday dishes, the serving utensils, the drinking glasses, the sippy cups, the Tupperware, the pantry, the fridge and the freezer, the pots and the pans, the miscellaneous gadgets, the towels, and the cleaning supplies. Those are your bite-sized pieces, right? So see how that takes you from talking about a desired end result to an actual plan with projects that you can do in the cracks of your day as a mom that are actually going to move you forward. So with this plan, you also can gauge how much time it's going to take you and you can work those into your day. So you can say, I'm going to do Tupperware and towels today, 10 minutes each, 20 minutes a day. That works for me. You can add that into your life rather than just winging it and hoping that you get some inspired time and action to get something done. Okay. Now, something else to consider when you're coming up with your plan in place is that you also need something, a plan to help you make your decisions a plan for how to handle all of the things that you're decluttering. So deciding where you're going to take it, how you're going to get rid of it, when you're going to do that. Are you donating, trashing, selling? How are you coordinating that? What are you doing, right? You'll need that plan as well. You're going to need to know how you'll lead your kids in the decision-making because that's similar but different to how you declutter. You're going to have a plan for how you're going to set boundaries with a spouse or a child or children who want to keep it all, right? And you're going to have a plan for when you will do this and how you will make the time for this and how you'll handle interruptions. Okay. I know that's a lot, but those are the things that we really have to consider if we want to declutter successfully. Okay. So this next part is fun. Let me check my slides because I don't remember. Okay. We're going to rank yourself red, 
yellow, or green. And we're going to start with green. Okay. So you would be a green if you have already laid all of these projects out, they're ready to go. And you have a way to work through all of the hurdles that are going to be thrown your way. I wish that it was, didn't have to be so like this, but as moms, like I said, that's what we need. We need something that just doesn't, it, it takes the brain work out of it for us. We can just get into action. We can just do it. So one less thing to think about, just tell me what to do. I'll go do it. Okay. So if you have your entire house broken down into these projects, you would be a green. You would be a yellow if you've made some checklists before, or maybe you've used some checklists before, or you've loosely followed other people's plans, or you randomly join a decluttering challenge, or you have your maybe one day plans that I'll do, right? Then you would be a yellow and you would be a red if you were like, I thought that declutter my house was the plan. I thought declutter the kitchen was the plan. I thought that was enough and that's okay. So if you thought that, you probably don't have any plans in place yet. And the goal here is to rank yourself so that you can move up yellow, green and get further, further along. So on your paper, you can use your marker or you can just write it next to it if you don't have it to color in what color you are for your bite-sized pieces. So I used to do this training live. It's fun. And the average answer here, I looked back on an old versions of this vid is usually yellow, right? People have, they've gotten some lists, they've put in some things together. They've, they've almost got it, but they don't quite have it mastered. And they definitely didn't think they didn't see the value before in having a full breakdown of their whole house. And now they do, and they're going to work to build that, or they're going to get decluttering simplified. So most moms, they really just don't realize the power of having these on hand so that they can do it. Or they didn't even realize that it was possible to have solutions for things like constant interruptions or decision support. They didn't think that they could plan for that, but you can. As we rank the rest of these for you, the goal is not to just have everything 100% green, by the way. If you can get to mostly greens and yellows, you'll be able to declutter your house. Like I said, this is really just to shine a light on the things that really aren't working for you and turn it around so that they start working for you, okay? The next thing we're going to rank yourself on is mapping it out. Now, this is F11. This is a fun one. <laughs> the next thing you're going to do is map out those bite-sized projects and put them somewhat in order. And it doesn't have to be perfect. There's really not a right or wrong way to declutter your house. The only thing I would recommend is not doing sentimental things first for a lot of reasons. But if you don't map out your projects and you don't put them in an order, you're going to end up doing the give a mouse a cookie decluttering, right? Where you're bouncing from place to place. You're like, you start decluttering in the bedroom and then you find some cute baby clothes and then you're walking down memory lane and then you're downstairs in the sentimental box. And then you saw the kitchen gadgets that you put down in storage that you want to bring back up. And now you want to make cookies. And then you're like, what the heck am I doing? I totally, I completely got derailed here because you didn't put your plan in order as a way to keep yourself contained, to keep yourself on track and focus. And for those of us like me who like to go in many directions all of the time, we need that kind of structure more than anybody. So put these in order and decide what's going to be done first, next, and last. In Decluttering Simplified, I've broken this down into four major phases based on what I've seen work best for moms. And like I said, it doesn't really matter what order you do it in, but I always do sentimental things last for a lot of reasons. And I start with very simple surface type clutter first. Because number one, it gets you to flex your decluttering muscle because decluttering is just a skill. You get practice in decision-making. You start to gather evidence that decluttering really doesn't have to be that hard. You really can make a lot of progress in bite-sized pieces. Nothing bad happens when you declutter. You gather this evidence that actually a lot of really good things happen when you declutter, right? So that's number one. Number two, 
you start to create space so that you can pull out those sentimental things and go through your memories and decide what's really sentimental to you, right? Which is number three, you get clarity on what's truly sentimental to you rather than keeping things out of obligation, guilt, or maybe even just having a strong feeling, but not a strong positive feeling, right? Now, the other benefit of mapping this out, and actually this is essential, it's not even a benefit, is putting your plan in a format that you can easily refer to and refer back to when you get interrupted, derailed. And I don't mean if you get interrupted or derailed when, right? So that can be like in Decluttering Simplified, it's a digital course. It keeps track of all of your progress digitally so that you know exactly where you are. You can pick up where you left off when you log back in. I've also created an entire decluttering outline checklist so that you can check things off and pick up where you left off. If you like to print it off, I've got a spreadsheet so that it has auto-populated dates so that you know when to get things done. You check it off. You pick up. You're like, I did. this is where I, what I was doing last time. Last time I got halfway through the kid's bedroom and now I'm going to go do the other half of the kid's bedroom and, and move on or wherever it is that you left off. But you need to have this saved somewhere for you because life's going to happen. Somebody's going to get sick. You're going to have to stop to go pick somebody up from school. And then they're going to need you for three days. And then three days later, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I got to declutter. And you can pick up where you left off, right? It's self-correcting so that you don't do things on repeat and waste your time. You don't clutter shift and you start to get clarity on what really needs to be decluttered versus what doesn't. Because you'd be surprised at how many times that I see moms saying, I've already decluttered so much and I just declutter all of the time, but they're just decluttering the same spaces over and over again. And they're clutter shifting without even realizing it because they haven't had a way to track what they're actually doing. So they've decluttered their kitchen six times in the last six months and they feel like it doesn't work for them, but they haven't really made any progress because they haven't tracked what they've done and what they're moving towards. Okay. Like logging your food every now and then I will do this just to get back in touch with how I'm eating. And I'll realize accidentally, oh my gosh, I haven't eaten any vegetables in three days. <laughs> And it's not because I don't like them. And it's not because I don't know that I need them. It's because as a mom, there's so much to keep straight in my mind that sometimes I really need to just have it in a place where I can be like, what is getting done? What is not getting done? And I can refer to it and pick up where I left off, right? So that's what mapping this out does for you. So let's rank yourself and your plan. So you would be agreeing if you have all of those bite-sized pieces that we talked about in step one and you've put them into a specific order and you know exactly what you're doing first, next, and last, you have a full plan and you have it saved, whether it's a digital plan or a paper plan. Okay, you've got some way to keep yourself on track. You would be a yellow if you have finished some projects, right? But maybe you are still bouncing from place to place and you don't really feel like you're making a whole lot of progress. You've pieced together some lists, some challenges, some podcasts, and you aren't really sure how you're going to get through your whole home and you're not even really sure what all you've done, right? You've done some stuff, but you're still drifting. And you would be a red if you're like, okay, I've literally started and stopped a thousand times and I really need to go back and review my bite-sized projects before I can even put them in order. So you would be a red if, if you're a yellow here, you're probably a yellow or a red here, probably a red. And when I've run this in the past, most moms are red, 
They find it overwhelming to create and put it into an easy to use format and especially a format that maybe other family members can understand and follow along with as well. And that's what I've done for you in Decluttering Simplified. Gives you all of this in one place, follow it step-by-step, super-duper easy, okay? So if you don't have that, you've got to create that for yourself. Or like I said, you can get it from me and Decluttering Simplified. Now, final thing under make a plan, and then we'll show you what this looks like, is setting a date. Now, generally, this is the one that most moms are resistant to, and I understand why, right? It's hard for a lot of us to stick to hard dates, hard lines, and timelines. Sometimes it's personality, right? And by personality, somebody like me who's, you can't tell me what to do. I'll do things when I want to do them, when I want to do them, and how I want to do them. (laughs) Or maybe I'm distracted. Maybe I can't focus. That's me. So it could be that. But it's also just the nature of life with kids. It's hard to stick to dates. But hear me out. There is a Harvard study. You can Google it. I can't link it for you here. (laughs) But it says that when you have a goal in your mind, an end result, like declutter the kitchen, you are 10 times more likely to accomplish that goal if you have a plan for how to achieve it. So say I'm going to declutter my kitchen, not the plan, that's the end result. But if you say I have these 10 things to declutter in the kitchen, you are 10 times more likely to actually achieve your goal. And you are an additional 10 times more likely to achieve that plan if you write it down on paper or digitally. Okay. It didn't, it didn't discriminate which one was better. And if you put it in paper, so here we are already 10 times, 10 times, If you add a date to that written plan, you are an additional three times more likely to achieve that goal. Okay, so you're, let's not pretend like I'm great at math, but I'm going to say 300 times, I don't know, a lot more likely (laughs) to accomplish what you set out to accomplish if you do those things that we just talked about. Make your plan, write it down, set a date. And I would argue that for moms, the chances of this are even higher because I, we have to do that, right? We see moms, like we schedule in some moms schedule in their sexy time. Sometimes they block off their date nights, right? They put workouts in their calendars. We have to, for moms, it's even more essential because our time is so dictated by everything else going on around us that we need this more than somebody who doesn't have kids or all these other things going on that multiple kids that we have going on. Okay. Now something else to consider when it comes to setting a date for this and why it works is Parkinson's law. So Parkinson's law states that the amount of time allotted is the amount of time that it takes to complete a task. So if you allow yourself, if you allot yourself no end date, it could quite literally take you forever to get this done because you never set an end date. But if you set yourself a date, a flexible date, four weeks from now, Even if you get to that end date and you don't have everything completely done, you made a lot more progress than you would have if you never set that date, okay? Anyway, set a date for all these reasons, right? It's not meant to be like, do it by this date or you fail. Do it by this date or you're doomed, right? It's really meant to be flexible and designed to keep you moving toward your target and your goal. And you might set your first date and you might reach it the first time. And that's great. A lot of moms do. When they join Decluttering Simplified, a lot of moms get through it their first time in four weeks, and that's amazing. And then they do it again. And some moms get halfway through, and then they do it again, right? The goal, the purpose here is to give you a container to work in and to know that when I get to this date, I'm done and I can take a break, and then I can reevaluate and I can do it again. And that's called the decluttering life cycle that I do also teach inside of, de- inside of Decluttering Simplified. 
everything is meant to be self-correcting and mom-proof. Everything I teach is self-correcting and mom-proof, okay? (laughs) But the other thing to consider when setting a date is that you're going to have to declutter more than once. You're not going to be able to just declutter one time. And this is why I say that it's flexible. You can't just declutter one time and be done forever because your kids are going to grow. They're going to change. They're going to need different things. Maybe you have more kids. Maybe they move out, right? You're always going to have things coming in and leaving your home. And so certain seasons of your life are going to require bigger declutters, but in general, you'll be able to get through in, in maintenance mode. And that's the goal, but setting a date, I know it sounds scary or maybe like you're resistant to it, but trust me, it is here to support you and it's meant to be flexible. So let's rank yourself here and then we'll move on to accountability. So you would be agreeing for a set a date if you know that you might get it done quicker or you will get it done quicker than expect. You might get it done quicker than expected. Let me start over. You would be agreeing if you have set a date and you know that setting that date might make it so that you get done quicker than you expected or you know that life might happen and you won't get as much done as you had hoped, but you will make the most of that allotted time and you will see it through and you will follow your plan as best as you can. And when you get to that end date, you will reevaluate. And if needed, you will set a new date, right? Or if needed, you will actually set a date to give yourself a break and be like, I don't want to think about decluttering until after the holidays or whatever it might be. And then you'll set a different date, right? You would be a yellow if you're resistant to scheduling the plan and you're in a season of life right now where planning rigidly is hard, but you're willing to try. And you would be a red if you're like, nope, I'm never going to do that. Never, I'm never going to do a plan. But I also want to touch on the fact that you might be a red because of circumstances in your life. There are some times when moms are in the group, I'm like, what are you going on? What's holding you back from the decluttering? And they're like, okay, I'm single. I'm pregnant with twins. I'm in graduate school. I'm working full-time. Got My husband's going through a, an illness or an injury or a, a medical treatment. Or you might have these circumstances that are like, this is not your time to declutter. And that's okay because there are seasons for everything. But if you're like, it's just hard, annoying, and frustrating for me to add this in right now, then you'd probably be a yellow or maybe a green and you've just got to do it. So you would be, if you were red, if you're just like, I... I have all of these things, right? And in six months, I will have graduated. In six months, I will have a nanny. In six months, I whatever it might be, then you can reevaluate. So you might be a red just because of the season of life that you're in, and that's okay. Some examples of different circumstances, because I don't want, it's a fine line between letting it become an obstacle to you actually doing anything and accepting where you are. Sarah Potter the she's one of the admins of the group when she started decluttering simplified her husband was deployed she had a teeny tiny baby and two other kids and she could have said i can't do this right now but she was like i feel like i can right i feel like it's hard for me to do it right now but this is something that i can do and that i want to do and that i know will make my life easier overall and so i'm going to do it right so she would be somebody who's okay go do it right the one mom that i'm thinking of right now she literally said all those things i'm pregnant i'm single I'm in graduate school, I'm working 60 hours a week, and I have children with who are dealing with complex medical issues. Don't declutter right now. Don't add another thing to your plate unless you want to. So just think about those things, okay? So your first column is filled out. Those are the things that you need for your decluttering plan, okay? Now I want to just ask you a question. Slow down, and then we'll move on to phase two of creating your plan. 
But have you ever done these things? Have you ever created a plan for yourself with bite-sized projects for your decluttering? Have you done that? Have you broken them down into bite-sized projects? Every room, every category of your house. Have you put those projects in order for you to follow in either a written format or a digital format? And then have you attached a flexible date to it so that you actually can complete the process? Because if not, this might be why you haven't yet succeeded at decluttering. You need this kind of structure in order to declutter as a mom. And while it might sound daunting and why do I need that? I promise you that this structure is supportive. And when you have this, it makes everything so much easier. Okay. So based on your colors, on your thing here, red, yellow, yellow, red, yellow, where is your breakdown? Is it in the bite-sized pieces? Is it in mapping it out? Is it in setting a date? Is it all of them? And how can you get yourself to a green, right? Or at least a yellowish green, right? Do you need to create a plan so that you don't have to think about it, right? Or do you need to create your own plan? Or do you need to get a plan like Decluttering Simplified so that you don't have to think about it? Do you need to put that plan and those projects in order in a format that you can quickly refer back to when life happens, right? Or do you need to get one that's done for you like Decluttering Simplified? And have you given yourself a flexible timeline? Because these are all essential, okay? So moving on to the next column of what you need, because that is definitely, that one's I think is really easy to see. I need those things, right? These next things are also gonna be like, oh my gosh, I need those things. I've never had those things. So fill out your second column. We're gonna go through these again, one by one and rank them red, yellow, or green. Under accountability, you're gonna put personal responsibility, follow through and check-in systems. So let's get into it. You already know how this works. Let's go, okay. Number one, personal responsibility. And a lot of people roll their eyes at me on this one, and I could feel it through the screen, but here's what I mean. You have to want this for yourself and your family because it's going to be a really great thing for you and all of them and all of you, right? Which means that you have to take responsibility for being the one to initiate this change. And this means letting go of blaming your spouse, blaming your kids, or blaming your circumstances right? Because we know that if you have all of these things, you will be able to declutter no matter what your circumstances are, right? Hoping you have to let go of hoping and wishing that someone will come in and do it for you. Wishing that your husband would just declutter everything, right? Or declutter his stuff. If he declutter his stuff, then you'd declutter your stuff. If he did this, then you would do this. If your kids picked up more, then you would do that, right? You have to stop hoping and wishing for somebody else to change first. And you also have to stop hoping and wishing and waiting until you feel like everyone around you understands what it is that you're doing and are completely supportive of you before you take action. You've got to stop waiting for that understanding because they might not understand it until you're deep into it. And that's okay. You've got to take full responsibility for being the catalyst to change in your home and family, which means leading by example. And I want to tell another story about Danielle another admin of the group whose husband has, when she started in 2018, her husband was like, no, not getting rid of anything. No, never don't touch my stuff. And so she moved all of his stuff to a space in the garage. They've got family members that are very invasive of boundaries and sending them all these things that they don't need. She had 17 whisks. Most of them were from a family member who gave them to her. Okay. Her husband was not on board at all. And maybe about a year ago, they went on vacation somewhere, visited some family and her husband finally thanked her because he was able to see the contrast between this family member's house and their house. And he was able to see how his house 
used to be like this. And because of what Danielle had taken initiative on, he didn't have to live like that anymore. And he thanked her. Took three and a half years. And hopefully it doesn't take that long for you. But lead by example and know that this is going to be good for everyone. Okay. Now, in addition to taking responsibility for being the catalyst to change for your family, you've also got to be take responsibility for your past self. Okay. How did you get here? How did you get to the point of having too much stuff to the point of it being totally overwhelming for you? And this is probably going to stir up your old childhood wounds. Was it overspending? Was it a scarcity mindset you're worried about not having enough? Was it poor boundaries with family and friends? Was it misaligned versions of what love looks like? And so you bought all these things for your kids and your and yourself because you thought that's what love looked like. Is it keeping up with the Joneses? Is it being on default mode and just like mindlessly consuming and buying things because it looks like a good deal? It's free. It's on sale when you don't really need it. Whatever it is, you've got to own it and face it if you want to change it. And you have to trust that when you do, your family will notice, they will trust your guidance, and you will have a lot of credibility with them when you do this. Okay. So personal responsibility. Let's rank yourself. So you would be green if you are owning this. Even if you're hesitant or worried, you are taking this on and you know that it's in the best interest of you, your family, and every area of your life. If you are all in, you're like, I'm doing this, I'm resourceful, and I believe in myself. I can turn this ship around and I can lead by example with love, kindness, gentleness, all of it. I can set good boundaries. Okay. That would be a green. Most moms that I work with are green here. Some are yellow, but yellow would be like, I want to do this. I see other people doing it and I feel like I should do it, but I'm not quite sure if I'm doing this because I think I should or if it's because I really want to, but I'm curious and I think I want to do this. Like my family's talked about it. I've seen people talking about it and I'm interested. And a red would be like, I... I'm going to wait for some kind of a disaster to happen or for somebody to do it for me. Or you get into a tit for tat mentality and say, I'm not going to do any of this until my kids or my family does X, Y, Z, right? Like I'm not going to declutter until my husband declutters. I'm not going to, I'm not going to declutter the house until everybody starts helping me more. That's not going to work. Okay. And if you're a red here, that's okay. We, we want to work you up to yellow or green. Okay. Now this is probably the most impactful piece of everything that we cover because if you aren't all in on this, none of this will work. If you're not at least a yellowish green on this, there's no plan or project or accountability system that will work for you. So this is really impactful, um, taking responsibility for where you are now, how you got here and where you want to go. Okay. Next under personal responsibility, we've got follow through. So let's talk about the follow through. So I am about to blow your mind. Okay. Or I'm going to make you roll your eyes. Either one is okay with me. Either one is okay with me, but decluttering, decluttering, and even just talking through all of this stuff together can be an emotional process. (laughs) And we welcome all emotions, positive and negative. So prepare to be amazed by what I'm about to tell you. The reason You're either going to be annoyed or you're going to be like, ha ha, that's funny. Okay. The reason that you don't yet have a clutter-free home is because you haven't yet decluttered, right? You don't have a decluttered home because you haven't decluttered your home. So simple, right? You've started, but you haven't finished. And that means quite literally that you have not followed through with decluttering, okay? So obvious, right? But like I mentioned earlier, having a decluttering plan is not enough you have to follow through with it. You have to put action behind it, okay? 
for some reason you're stuck and you could be stuck because of logistics. You could be stuck because you didn't have a plan. You didn't set a date. You didn't have a way to keep yourself on track. Right. Or it could be something else. Right. For, for a lot of us, there are deeply rooted reasons for why we engage in self-sabotage and why we do things like avoid personal responsibility. Like we just talked about. Right. So say you have the plan, you've set the date, but you're still hesitating Let's talk about why. Let's talk about why you might struggle to follow through and actually do the decluttering. And this is actually one of my favorite things to talk about. It's like these underlying and subconscious reasons that we are stuck. So number one could be that your clutter is familiar. Your clutter gives you a false sense of security. Your clutter reminds you of when you were kids. Your clutter makes us think that we are getting our needs met. Our clutter in some sense is comforting. Or our clutter, in some sense, is an act of rebellion, right? Maybe you didn't have a lot of stuff growing up. Maybe your family decluttered your stuff. And so having your stuff is an act of rebellion to be like, no, I want this. This is my stuff. You don't get to take it now and I get to keep it all, (laughs) right? It could be any of those things. In some way, it's familiar. Your clutter could also represent success, represent your financial success, represent loving your kids, being a good mom, being a smart mom, being a, a that mom, whatever it is, right? your social status, but in some way your clutter represents your success. It could be your default programming, things that we picked up from family, friends, society along the way. Don't throw anything away. Repurpose everything. These are just some examples. Keep everything because we might not have enough money. Don't be wasteful. You're killing the planet. Recycle, reduce, reuse, right? (laughs) Buy things that are on sale, whether you need it or not, because you're never going to have enough, right? Or you might have something terrible happen and you won't have enough. So all of these default things that we've picked up along the way that aren't really true or useful to us, right? So we have these childhood wounds and messages specifically around our things like control within our home that keep us stuck and they don't allow us to actually follow through. And then we do things like deny our deeper motivations and desires. So we we deny our desire for an easy life a life full of everything that we want without the struggle. We don't think that we deserve it. We're addicted to the struggle. We're addicted to the hard life. We're used to being so distracted so that we can avoid the bigger issues that we're facing and the things that are harder to face. Like I didn't feel loved as a kid. I'm really struggling with communication in my marriage. I feel totally depleted and neglected, but you know what? If I just keep myself busy and distracted, then I don't have to, I don't have to face that bad feeling. There are so many reasons that we do this but let's just talk about a few more of these, right? So it could be that you worry about what people think of me. If I declutter and I have an easy life, what are people going to think of me? This is literally something that I thought. And when, after I decluttered, about two years after I decluttered and we were living in Florida, I remember meeting up at a mom group thing and they were all complaining about how difficult their house was, how messy their house was. Their husband never helped them. Their kids were just a total mess. They could never keep on their housework. And I wasn't having that issue, but I pretended like I did. Because I was like, they're going to think I'm some kind of snooty, stuck-up lady who just has her whole life figured out and they're not going to like me. I literally felt bad about that. So that could be it for you. Who am I to have a good life? You are the type of person to have a good life. You could have survival or survivor survivor's guilt in a way, right? Why should I be the one to have a good life when people around me don't, right? People around me don't have enough. Why should I be the one who has a good life? Self-preservation for not being judged or potentially perceived negatively. Self-preservation in the form of holding on to resources just in case you need them, right? 
Now, these are all things to consider with your follow through. There's a reason that you're not following through. And if decluttering was just as easy as following a plan and just being done with it, boom, checklist done. We all would have done it by now, right? But for some reason you haven't. And these complex human emotions and experiences are what hold us back. Even when we get a full free day to declutter, you might self-sabotage, right? So here's how the plan helps you and here's what keeps you in motion. And then the first things that we talked about, your plan keeps you in motion, but then you have to follow through and you have to keep yourself in motion so that you can process the emotions that will come from this, right? You have to move through it, create new patterns, new beliefs, and a new way of life, okay? So I know that was a lot. Probably weren't expecting that under follow through, my favorite one, but here we are. Okay, so let's rank yourself. You would be agreeing if you are aware of the fact that you have your own reasons for holding yourself back and you are ready to move through it, like literally follow through, move through it. You would be a yellow if you're a little suspicious of this. It seems a little out there, right? But you're like, there must be something else, right? Because there's been many times that I could declutter and I don't. So what is it? And you would be red if you're just like, no, I'm not ready. I don't want to process this stuff. I don't believe it's connected. I think I should just be able to do it. And that's it. It should be that black and white. And that's okay if you are a red. But most moms in here are a yellowish green, maybe a greenish yellow. So I put a yellow up here for the example. Now let's move on to your check-in system. And these last ones will go a little quicker. They're not as in-depth. But last column, you need a check-in system, like a good old-fashioned shakedown. Shakedown, what's new and where are you at? What's going on? There are so many different ways that you can do this, but you need someone or something to check in with you and say, hey, did you do this? Have you done this yet? Did you follow through? If you haven't, why not? Let's talk about it. Or hey, here's another reminder, right? So this can look like calendars, decluttering buddies, co-decluttering sessions, emails, timers, donation pickups, community garage sales, consignment sales, lots of these things, okay? So many ways to create check-in systems. Now, here's a good statistic for you so that you believe me and take me seriously on getting your check-in system. 2% of people in the world are hardwired to just do things without needing any external accountability or reminders, which means that most of us, 98% of us, need this. And some of us need it even more than others due to personality or circumstance. Moms need it more than anybody. Moms who have any kind of neurodivergence, ADHD, whatever, need it even more. Okay. So we, this is one of those things that we just have to accept it and then find solutions for it. Use trial and error for your check-in systems. Now let's rank yourself and talk about some of the ones that you can use. Okay. So you would be agreeing if you are ready and willing to try lots of forms of accountability and check-in systems. You are open to finding one that works for you right now. And you know that in some seasons of your life, some will work and others won't. So for example, in Decluttering Simplified, we used to do co-decluttering sessions, which once a month we would get together and declutter together. We don't do those anymore because we did them in 2020 when everybody was at home and nobody really wants to do them anymore, at least for now. Timers on my phone work really well. Setting a date in my calendar works really well. Sometimes I have extra bandwidth to buddy up with somebody and touch base with them. I want to make sure I can show up for them and they can show up for me. So sometimes buddies work really well. But in Decluttering Simplified, I also send out email reminders. I give you set dates that will hold you accountable and help you follow through with your check-in system. So you'd be agreeing if you're like, okay, I, I accept, I, I surrender, I need these things, right? You would be yellow if you say, I am comfortable in not following through. I want to, but I'm not really willing to do the things <laughs> yet. Or 
I'm reluctant to try some of these things because I've never done them before. You're a little bit reluctant. And you would be a red if you're like, I just can't do it right now. Like I just, my life is not set up for me to be able to do this right now. That's okay. So you've got your rankings here. We lost one here. That's okay. But I want to recap and then move on into our final portion of the training. Have you ever started and stopped decluttering or shamed yourself for not being able to just do it? Have you had family make you feel bad for needing something external to help you do this? Maybe they don't understand why you might want a decluttering course or why you might schedule in decluttering sessions. If yes, it's all good. This is normal. And having these components in place for you will help. And who cares if they think it's weird? They're not the ones doing it. This is for you. Okay. So by now you should have a much better understanding of the deeper things that might have gotten in your way in the past and how to move past them. So let's move on to the final portion of this being that is making this mom proof because decluttering as a mom is different. So under your final column, under mom proof, write kiss and trust, include your family and enjoy. Because basically what we're going to cover here is that decluttering doesn't have to stuck for you or your family. And when you understand that your plan and accountability become mom proof. So Keep it super simple and trust yourself. So for the sake of simplifying, let's just get clear on what decluttering it is. It's just getting rid of the excess stuff that you have that you don't have room for out of your home for good, whether it's physical space, energetic space, time, any of it. It doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. And this is good because it implies it's just the overflow. It's just the excess. It's just the unnecessary stuff that you are getting rid of. You are not getting rid of things that you like, want, or you're not getting rid of things just for the sake of being a minimalist. This form of simplicity requires you to trust yourself so that you know what to do, that you make good decisions, you know that you're resourceful, and you know that you always have what you need. Now, our problem as moms is very rarely that we don't have enough. It's almost always that we have too much of the wrong things, right? So when we're going through the decision-making process, we want validation that number one, we know this, right? We know how to simplify this. And we know that we can trust ourselves, right? You know how to get stuff out of your house. You know how to pack it up into your car. You know that if you look at this stuff very closely and critically, you'll realize that none of it is your savior. And actually a lot of it is your villain and it's got to go. And you can do that, okay? So you would be a green if you're like, I see what you're saying here. And maybe you're even practicing this already. But a true green means that you are practicing this every single day in most of your interactions, That doesn't mean you're practicing it perfectly, but this is your default mode to trust yourself and to keep it that simple. You realize I do know how to do this. I do always have what I need. I do know that if I need something, I know how to get it. I can ask a friend. I can get it at a discount. I'm resourceful with my money and my supplies, and you're willing to put yourself into action and start collecting more of this evidence for yourself because you know that it's true. And you would be a yellow If you're nervous, sometimes you believe this, sometimes you're willing to put yourself into action, but you're excited to do it more often and keep collecting the evidence for yourself, but you're still a little hung up on what if, just in case, and all of the reasons that you can't or haven't yet decluttered. You would be a red if you really feel deep down like you need some additional, maybe even professional support in processing the reasons that you haven't figured out how to do this, right? This could be deep childhood wounds, couples counseling, therapy, an underlying condition, a health condition, or a particularly demanding season of life, right? Then you would be a red. And that's okay. The point of this is to just gauge where you are at. There's no right or wrong space to be. How can you get yourself up to a yellow or green? Okay. Wherever you are is totally okay. 
red, yellow, or green, the goal is to get you up to a yellow or a green. And if you need additional support, that is okay too. Okay. Now let's talk about including your family. So this is included under making your plan. Like we talked about mom proof. If you want your plan to actually be mom proof, in addition to keeping it super simple, bare bones, learning how to trust yourself, you are going to have to include your family. Okay. And this is probably one of the more controversial ones. Not like controversial, not controversial. It's not triggering, but it does make moms clench up because it's hard to do. It's not necessarily, it doesn't always seem like the path of least resistance, but if you can do this, include your family, it will make your life a lot easier and will make the decluttering process a lot simpler, short and long-term, maybe not short-term, but definitely long-term. Okay. So when it comes to including your family, here's a list of do's and don'ts. Do lead by example, do declutter your stuff first, do include them in decluttering your stuff in community areas like kitchens, bathrooms, garages, those type of things. Do create physical boundaries for family members who won't let go of anything. And do communicate the impact on you and communicate and identify who is responsible for the work associated with the stuff that everyone keeps. Okay, especially in community style areas and kitchens, living rooms, etc. So there was a photo the other day shared in the Motherhood Simplified group where husband was leaving all of his tools, work stuff, jackets on the dining room table because that's where it's easy for him to drop it off. But that impedes on the entire family's ability to use the dining room table for its intended purpose, which is to eat dinner, right? Or maybe do homework, right? And he wasn't being responsible for it. She was, the mom was the one being responsible for it. So these are the types of things that are included in including your family, communicating these boundaries, communicating the impacts and getting clear on who's responsible for what and where it's going to go. Okay. Do don't, here's a list of don'ts. Don't force them to participate in your decluttering. They don't have to participate in watching you declutter your room or your crafts or your bathroom, right? Encourage it, but don't force it. Don't put the responsibility of decluttering onto someone who isn't able to make those decisions. So this happens a lot when moms are like, my kid won't get rid of anything. They're they're two or three years old and they won't get rid of anything because they can't make those decisions. That responsibility is still on you. That responsibility is still on you to guide them. And it's not your kid's responsibility. It's not even within their ability to declutter stuff. They don't, they can't take it to be donated. They can't put it up on a buy nothing group, right? They can't sell it. And they're also not the ones who have brought it all into the house. Okay. So it's a matter of you being responsible for the decision-making process or being responsible for guiding them through the decision-making process and helping them follow through based on their ages and ability. Also, final, don't sneak behind their back and get rid of their things. This is a huge betrayal and violation of trust, and it will backfire. It's not a matter of if it will. It's a matter of when it will, because it will. And it might not be within your home. You might not notice it while they're living with you, but it will have an impact. It is a violation. It is a betrayal. Okay, so why do we need to include your family for credibility, If you don't declutter your stuff first, if you're not practicing what you preach, if you're not leading by example, they're not going to take you seriously. It's going to feel like an attack and they're going to feel responsible for something that isn't their responsibility. 
it's again, it's not your kids aren't the one that brought everything into the house. They are not the gatekeeper of the home. You are. So it increases your credibility. It establishes you as a leader. It helps you take personal responsibility, which is something that we talked about. It helps you practice the skill of decluttering. This is a skill set at its most basic form. And if you don't know how to declutter, you can't teach anyone how to declutter, right? It's about modeling. It's about being able to guide them with empathy and understanding. And it's about being able to problem solve better with them. When you know what it's like to declutter and you know what actually goes into declutter and you know how it feels to let go of your stuff, you're going to be a lot more willing to bend or accommodate when it's appropriate. Right. And you're going to be able to understand when it's appropriate to bend for your family, when it's a good idea to give them their own space or their own drawer or their own little portion of the closet to keep all their collections. Right. So you've got to include your family. And if you need help with doing that, we talk a lot about it in Decluttering Simplified. But I do want to give an example of like when it's okay to declutter on behalf of your kids. So here's something that happens often. Moms, they're like, I'm going to declutter the house. First thing I'm going for is the toys because the toys are a mess. I'm the one that has to clean them up. Nobody helps me. The toys are out of control. And so we go for the toys first, right? It's the most obvious thing. It's the most thing. It's the most frustrating thing. It's in our face, right? But that's not always the right choice because like I said, it's not your kid's fault. Do your stuff first. What I will say when it is okay to declutter on behalf of your kids or your family is if it's too much, if it's just way too much, there have been times where there's a playroom or a bedroom where you can't see the floor. There's nothing really special, nothing important. And if you try to bring a kid in there based on their age or ability, it's going to totally shut them down and it's not going to be helpful or useful. It's okay to go through those types of spaces and do a clean sweep first and then bring them in for the second round of decluttering. So I just want to encourage you to Include your family and also use your judgment on when it's appropriate to step in on behalf of them and do it for them for the sake of getting them to a place where they can do it for themselves. So consider that. And that is all stuff that we talk very in depth about in Decluttering Simplified, as well as give community support on if you just need to go back and forth about your specific circumstances. Okay. So rank yourself green yellow or red. So you would be a green on including your family if you are doing your decluttering first, you're leading by example, you're being patient with them, and you're being relentless in your pursuit of what you know is best for the entire family. You are excited and ready to include them in the process. You're not going to exclude them. You're not going to go behind their back. You're not going to nag them. You're going to see this as an opportunity to teach them very valuable life lessons and skills. And when it's appropriate, you will step in on behalf of them and communicate everything that needs to be communicated. This goes back to the kiss and trust. Keep it simple and trust yourself on how much and when to include your family and not include them and and act on behalf of them, okay? You might be a yellow if you're not ready to include them yet, right? You want to work on your stuff. You have a lot to reduce so far. So you're making judgment calls on your stuff first before you fully include them. And maybe you're feeling a little unsupported. You're feeling a little hesitant. You're feeling reluctant, maybe embarrassed, shy, whatever it might be about decluttering and the impact that it has on you and you're struggling to communicate that to your family. You're bracing for your resistance. You're bracing for them not understanding you. And you're just like, I would really rather just do this myself first and then I'll work on actively including them but you're not going to go behind your back. They're back. And you would be a red if you're like, no, it's my home, my rules, what I say goes, and it's all going away. I don't care. I'm going to 
I'm doing this my way, highway. I don't want to include them in the process. I don't care if it gives them lifelong issues. I'll deal with the consequences of that down the road, right? Then you would be a red. And if that's where you're at, again, I want to tell you that's okay. Some people are that they're to that point and that's okay. The goal here is to get you to a place where you can be a yellow or a green. That is it for including your family. Let's move on to the final one, which is enjoying yourself. The final column, okay? Now, this one is a must. It might seem, oh, that would be nice. Oh, if I do all of these things, then I'll be able to enjoy it. No, this is essential. You have to find ways to enjoy the decluttering process. And I don't mean that you have to make this something that you do for fun, something that you do as a hobby, right? Or even make it something that you want to do all of the time or you want to do forever, right? What I want you to be able to do is recognize the gifts and the positivity in being able to declutter. Like how blessed are you to have too much stuff? How lucky are you to be able to learn this skill set now and teach it to your kids? How amazing is it that you will know how it feels to struggle in comparison to how it feels like to have a house that's really easy to be in? How awesome is it that you're going to be the living example to your family and friends of what a simplified life looks like? And how motivating is that to maintain, right? So I don't mean I have so much fun decluttering. It's my favorite pastime, right? It's all of these things. How can you find all of the positivity and all of the gifts and all of the like hidden benefits of it in your life so that as you're decluttering, you can tell yourself this. This is what I tell myself all the time. Do what feels good to have done, not necessarily what feels good to do right now. Do what feels, do the things that you know, if you do it, will lead to feelings of satisfaction, feelings of success, feelings of peace, feelings of surprise and delight, right? Do those things. The example that I hear, that I've heard from a friend of mine is when it comes to doing the things that feel good to have done rather than things that feel good to do right now, like it feels really good right now to sit on the couch and drink my third cup of coffee with what kind of snack do I really like? It depends on my mood. My Reese's and a coffee, right? Feels really good to do that. Be lazy and do nothing. That feels good to do right now, but it's not going to feel good later. What is not necessarily going to feel good to do right now is get my booty up and go work out, right? And drink some water and make myself a protein loaded snack afterward. Doesn't That doesn't feel as good to do right now, but that is going to feel way better to have done, you know, in an hour or two. So find, focus on and do the things that are going to feel good to have done so that you can enjoy this process. You can focus on all the benefits. So let's rank yourself for enjoying it, right? You would be agreeing if you're like, yes, I'm ready to make the most of this. I know it won't be sunshine. It won't be rainbows, but I'm ready. I see all of the benefits. I'm excited to build that positivity and I'm start, I'm excited to, to, build a new way of existing where I can focus on all those positive things naturally. I will naturally start to focus on those things rather than the negative things. You would be a yellow if you're like, I'm not so sure. I'm not, I'm not so sure. I'm stuck believing that all of this sounds like idealistic, not realistic. I just want to get this over with and move on with my life. If there's some other positive benefits from it, great. (laughs) Then you would be a yellow. And remember that the goal is not to have all greens. It's this is this whole process that we've walked through together is to find your weakest areas and improve on those, right? Because if you even if you improve on just like your two reds, if you map out your projects and then you learn to include your family, 
improving those is going to naturally improve all of these things in your experience in your home because rising tides raise all ships. I don't know if you've ever heard that. I like that phrase. (laughs) But you would be read if you're like, I'm just, I'm not ready to do this. I'm not ready to do this. The benefits don't sound exciting to me. I don't think I have a problem and I just don't want to do it. Then you would be a red and that's okay. But I think that if you're a red here, if you're a red on personal responsibility, it's not going to work for you. These two things are really non-negotiable and being at least a yellow and to make real progress in your home. Okay. So by now we have ranked all of your components of your decluttering plan and what actually goes in it for you, right? So where are your breakdowns? What do you understand about what you need to do or what you need to do differently now? And do you see how that nothing is wrong with you? You're not lazy. Your family's not lazy. You're not a bad housekeeper. You're not bad at any of these things. And neither is your family. You just needed a different strategy and support system for this. Take a look at your chart and find out where your reds are, where your yellows are, because that's going to show you where you need to improve first so that you can start taking action in those areas. And this is your action plan, right? Do you need to get some checklists? Do you need to format your plan? Do you need to create check-in systems? Do you need to find ways to focus on the vision of what you're working toward and why you're working toward it? Why are you doing these things that feel good to do or feel good to have done, right? Why are you doing these things? Do you need to take some more ownership over this process and ditch some more of your excuses? Whatever it is, you can do it, right? And you can do this on your own. You can. I believe in you. right? And if you want my help, I can help you with this too. But I have one more exercise for us to do together that just paints this picture. This little guy right here is you. If you're not looking at the screen, come check out the screen because I have a cute little stick figure of you. You are looking fabulous, (laughs) like flat Stanley, okay? And we've got our green system, we've got our yellow system, and we've got our red system, okay? So this is you right now looking so cute. We have the green path, We have the yellow path and we have the red path. So on the green path, this lists out all of the benefits that you'll experience when you finally declutter. Okay. So I wrote down some from past trainings that we've done of what moms like you have said, and that they have a pretty clean house. Most of the time they can find their stuff when they need it. They have free time on the weekends. They can have drop-in guests. They have peaceful days. They feel like their home is easy to live in. It's easy to create and it's fun to be in. It's easy to clean up. They're a more mindful consumer. They spend their money better. They have better health, better finances. They feel like a better parent. They have more time. They have more time for themselves. They have more time for their relationships. They have more fun. All of these things, right? This is green. If you can get greens on your chart, this is the path that you will be on. If you have mostly yellows, you're probably going to coast, right? You're probably going to coast for a little bit. But here's the thing about yellow is that when you coast on yellow, you're really only one wrong move or one bad luck away from becoming a red, right? So if you move on yellow, this is what moms have said in the past. They're going to continue to have to do things like rush cleaning, whether it's at the end of the day, early in the morning, when they realize somebody's going to come over. They're never going to really feel like they get ahead. They're going to continue to accumulate stuff without ever letting things go, which sounds scary and overwhelming. They're going to be frustrated with their family. They're going to be more overwhelmed than they're not. They're going to have to schedule in large blocks of time just to catch up on things or do things like take time off just to catch up on housework. It's They're always going to have this running to-do list in the back of their mind, like I should clean this, I should do this. 
until they wake up one day and realize, oh my gosh, I'm actually on a bed, right? Actually on a bed, which means that you're giving up. You're missing out on the one season of motherhood that you have. You have long, prolonged periods of stress, overwhelm, too much stuff that you can't make a dent in. You're teaching your kids the habits that you never wanted to teach them. You feel isolated and it's, this, it's just this downward spiral, okay? So we've got the green path, yellow path, red path. And right here in six months, whatever action you are taking, and it's not, here's the thing, you're going to be taking an action in, in one of these directions. Staying here really isn't a choice. Time is going to pass anyway. Life is going to move on. So in six months, this is where you'll be closer to the green, either closer to the yellow or closer to the red. In one year, you're going to be right here, right? And notice how in three years, oops, can you see this? Three years is right here, right? If you continue on the green path for three years, like this is going to be your reality. This yellow will be your reality or this red will be your reality. And the longer that time goes on, the further this gap gets, which means the harder it's going to be for you to make the jump from red to yellow, from yellow to green, from red to green, right? So the time is going to pass anyway, and you're going to be moving along one of these paths no matter what, because that's how life works. But the good news is that you get to choose the path that you want to take. You get to choose where you want to be. You get to choose the future that you want. Do you want the ideal? Do you want the just okay? Or do you want to move toward that green path? Okay. So you've got to start implementing right now, which means you've got to put this all together. You've got, you have to have these three things that we just talked about. You have to have your plan. You have to break it down into bite-sized projects. You have to put them in order and have a way to keep yourself on track. And you've got to set a date. You've got to get your accountability in place which means you've got to take personal responsibility for being the catalyst to change in your family and in your home. You have to learn what's been holding you back from being able to follow through, and you've got to build in check-in systems for yourself. You have to make all of this mom-proof, right? You have to keep it super simple and learn how to trust yourself. These two things, the plan and the accountability, will keep it simple for you, and you'll collect evidence that you can trust yourself, right? So this is, like I said, a self-correcting plan. It works beautifully. It's essential. So you've also got to include your family if you want it to be mom-proof. And then you've got to find ways to enjoy it so that you do the things that feel good to have done instead of just doing the things that feel good to do. Okay. So you need all of these things. And I've shown you the framework for doing all of that. So you can go do this on your own. Or you can get what I've built for you, which is decluttering simplified. And I just lay it all out for you. I give you the plan. I give you the structure. I give you the accountability. I give you the plans for everything you need that's going to come up. I'm going to teach you how to decide when to do this, how to do this, where to take your stuff, how to include your family, right? I take the mental work of the planning, the researching, and the building away for you. So all you have to do is the actual decluttering, okay? And like I said at the beginning, like we all have things that we're good at. We all have our gift to offer the world. Decluttering and teaching decluttering is one of mine. One of mine. It's probably the top top three things that I'm good at doing. It's easy for me to do this. It's easy for me to teach it. And so let me be good at what I'm good at for you so that you can get this done as easy as possible. Okay. So inside of Decluttering Simplified, like I said, you get the accountability, you get the four-phase plan. It's all mom-proof and you get the community, 
but I actually just want to show you what's inside of it real quick. Okay. So it is hosted on this course platform. It's got audio, video, written versions for you to look at. And I wanted to show you what this looks like here. So like I said, this keeps everything in order. It keeps track of your progress. 32% complete is where I'm at. I don't know why. <laughs> but see, it shows me that I've completed this. I have completed all of these things. And I can pick up where I left off. So let me just show you what one looks like. Helpful strategy as you go. So here we go. We've got the whole plan here. Preparing and documenting your progress, deciding when and where you'll take your stuff, things like that is included here. I can, you pick your format, the digital course, the printable checklist, or the spreadsheet, whichever you prefer. And then we go through the four phase plan. So I've broken this all down for you into bite-sized pieces so that you know exactly what to declutter first, next, and last. And you have the strategies that you need to help you declutter as you go, right? Surface decluttering examples, decluttering versus organizing, the no spend rule, what to donate, trash, or sell. This is a really good training. I love this one because we do it based off of the amount of time and energy that you have in the season of life that you're in, right? The clutter creep, which is just something that happens as you're decluttering. So I prepare you for everything, every step of the way. And I'm really proud of this because as moms go through this and they share inside of the Facebook community, they're like, oh my gosh, I got to section 5.4 and 5.5 and I was feeling really overwhelmed. And then I watched section 5.6 and it was exactly what I needed to hear because I need, I just needed this decision support that you offered and seeing your clutter through a new lens. And it's because I've built this so strategically to take the brain work out of it for you. And I've helped so many moms at this point that I know exactly what you need every step of the way. So you've got the four week plan. Then we've got it decluttering by room and by category for your maintenance decluttering. We've got some bonus videos and support for you. So this is the course, the digital audio video version. A lot of moms really love this uh, Google Doc. It's the course outline and it includes everything. It's like basically a summary of the audio of the video and gives you the action steps that you need for every single every single section. So let me find. So you get here, you've got all of your checklists broken down for you, right? Now we've also got this spreadsheet that goes on a four-week rolling basis. So if you want to do this four-phase plan in four weeks, you can. And all you would have to do is enter, let's say you want your end date to be January, January 16th, 2024. We'll just say that. It will change all of these dates so that you know exactly what you need to declutter by when in order to keep on track. So this is, like I said, something that I'm really proud of. And this is the plan that I offer. So you get instant and lifetime access to all of this, all of the content. You get access to the Facebook community where you can find additional support. Sometimes we do pop-up challenges. You can find decluttering buddies in there. You can ask your questions. You can brainstorm when you need help brainstorming, like how do I work through this? I'm stuck. You can share your wins and your successes. And it's all right here for you. And right now, Decluttering Simplified, because you've watched this training, is on sale. So the reason that I put this on sale for a few days after these trainings is because, like I talked about with setting a date, we need a container to help us take action. 
And I want to incentivize you to continue this momentum, right? I know that you've spent a lot of time troubleshooting your decluttering process and your decluttering plan and what you need to make this happen for yourself. And I want to help you continue that. I don't want you to lose this momentum. I don't want you to stop. I don't want you to get stuck on trying to build something that I've already built for you that you could easily get access to and just start decluttering your home right now. I don't want that for you. I want you to decide that you're ready for this and you want to do this for yourself. There is a discount right now. You can find it at the bottom of this page. It's good for probably two or three days from now. You'll just have to look at the timer. There's a timer on the page. Once the timer runs up, I do use a software that will make it so that you cannot access this discount again, but I want you to, I want you to join. If it feels right, if you're excited, if you want this kind of support, if you don't want to have to do it alone, if you don't want to have to build this on yourself and fill in the gaps yourself, come join us in Decluttering Simplified. You're going to love it. We are ready for you. We're excited for you. And yeah, just goes along with Parkinson's law and my belief that we really do have to give ourselves these boundaries when it comes to our time, especially for the things that we want to take seriously. So join us. I would love to have you. And just to wrap it up, a big thank you from me. I appreciate you being here, all of your support, and I will see you wherever I see you, whether it's social media, whether it's inside of the course, hear you on the podcast. I guess I don't hear you on the podcast, but thank you for being here. Best of luck. And I will talk to you soon.